welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke, the silent assassin, Matt Costa, and science advisor, Matt Moniz. We are back after missing last week's episode due to a Legend Trips event. And what an event it was. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. But uh, it was definitely a unique night at a place where there wasn't a lot of history going in. There was not a lot of paranormal reports coming out of it, but we went anyway, and we had a phenomenal time. Was that... Did you just shift that camera? What's up? The the shot of me is moving. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Okay, all right. I got a little creeped out there. I'm like, already? We're already having things happen? I forgot there was a delay. <laughs> yeah, I started. I was like, what is going on? I can't uh, remember what I did 30 seconds ago. That's pretty... That's bad. I'm just the same way. What was I talking about? Right. We are uh, broadcasting live on WBSM as well as on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. We have the fancy cameras all set up. So if you want to see what's going on in the studio while we are putting on this program for you, just go to SpookySouthCoast.com or WBSM.com and you'll be able to see the live video stream and you can listen to the show that way. Sometimes people have a little problem with the audio, uh, having their computer run the audio and the video. So you can always listen to the WBSM stream directly on our site as well. And, uh, of course, the chat room is also new and improved as well. We've been trying out some different uh, some different chat software, Mac Costa, but it, uh, it looks like we got yeah. something that's going to work there. I think it, it looks like it's going to work. And we tested it out last week, and it seemed all right. So, So if you are listening right now, Get to Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. Log in there to the chat room, and you'll be able to interact with us. And you can log in, uh, how, via Twitter, or you can make an account as well? I think you can make an account, or you can uh, use your Twitter account, or Twitter handle, as the kids say. I'm using my Twitter handle, so you'll see me there, at Tim Weisberg. And uh, I'll try and monitor that, because that's the whole reason why we've been messing around with this chat software, is we want to be able to monitor what we're seeing in, in the studio. So that's, uh, let me, you guys need to boost up over there? I can hear you better now. Okay, I just boosted it up a little, Matt, so just watch the audio Thank you. levels. Uh, so the idea being that, you know, people are interacting on the chat room all the time and we're not seeing it because our s- firewalls here in the studio block pretty much everything. So we had to find something that would work. So Matt tirelessly searched until he found something that would do the job and we think that we finally have it. So we can interact with you. Please take advantage of it. Don't make all of Matt's efforts be for naught. <laughs> I Googled all day. <laughs> He's like, oh. You know how many different time, different things we've tried, though, over the years? Oh, my gosh. I, I can remember when we first started trying to do the interactive portion of the program, and it was a disaster. Right. Everything, everything we tried to do. Yeah, the showcast was terrible. Remember when we tried to have like live chat through the message board? Where oh, people yeah. could like post yeah. messages on the message board during the show, that didn't work out so well either. So uh, technology is our friend. We're not always nice to our friends. So here on the program, speaking of our friends, Stephanie, you missed last week at the I Murdoch did. Whitney House. I'm sad. Uh, and you had you had other commitments. I did. But uh, you missed a, a heck of a night, and there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of personal experiences. We're getting some evidence rolling in as well, so we're going to play a little bit of that. Maybe later on in the show. I can't wait to hear it because I saw all the comments on Facebook and everybody was really excited when they got home. We may have to go a little bit late tonight just to try and 
notch that. And I won't keep you guys late if you have to leave, but you know we may have to go a little bit late just so we can get that stuff uh, into the program because there were some pretty unique experiences that we'll want to talk about. And if you would like to join us on a Legend Trips event, our next event is coming up August 30th, and it will be at Edaville, USA in Carver, Massachusetts. We only have about 25 tickets left. That's awesome. I and can't wait for that one. They are going to go quick. Because people are trying to get, not just get in there for the investigation, they just want to get in there after hours and see what it's like in well, Edaville. Yeah, when- because everybody went as a child. What you remember is during the Christmas season, you go down, you ride the train, and it was a huge deal no matter what was there. And then they added on to it for so many years now. So. And now they have Dino Land? Yes. So you can see life-size dinosaurs? Well, I Thomas guess, the Train, too, right? Completely life-size. That, that they're working on that. Yes, there's so much construction going on around Edaville that I just know that they're going to be scaring some stuff up for us. And uh, the, the fact that we can get into the suicide house is huge. Mm, yes. Now, the rumor going around is that that house is not going to last. They're tearing the house down. Okay. Like, not tearing the house down. Like, you know, when we go somewhere, we just tear the house down. They're literally tearing it down. And uh, so this might be the only chance anybody ever gets to investigate that house where there is... One confirmed suicide, and where uh, a medium who visited there was able to make contact with three different spirits that lived in the house hmm. repeatedly. Like it wasn't like a one-time visit. This, the person who lived there had a friend who was a medium and would go and visit frequently, and so it was repeated experiences every single time she went. Very interesting. So that's going to be. I don't know. I'm just excited to get in there after hours. And it's going to be really cool. But again, only 25 tickets left. We do have a room deal in place. We'll be making that announcement early next week. Actually, everything's all set. I can tell you this much. You're going to be paying, uh, I believe, $99 for the room. And the rooms, keep in mind, this is Labor Day weekend. So the rooms are normally $139. So we're getting $40 off the price of the rooms for everybody. It's so a great deal. You want to take advantage of that for sure. And the hotel where we're going, I don't want to give away the details because then everybody's going to start calling and trying to get the the deal ahead of time. But it's only about 10 miles away from Edaville. So if you are concerned about making it home and you want a place to crash, you can go there. There is free breakfast, so you'll be able to meet up with everybody the next morning and talk about what went on. I always threaten to show up at the hotel anyway. Even though Edaville is five minutes from my house, I always threaten to show up at the hotel anyway. And then pretend like I'm sleeping there so that I can have the free continental breakfast. There you go. I was there the other day. They have a waffle maker. So. That's pretty fancy. Homemade homemade fresh waffles in the morning, Matt? You want to? Right. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. He's like, no, no. Is not after last to make them? No, you have to make them yourself. You just pour the batter into it. Oh. I guess that's. He, yeah, he pretty much says no way after last week. Would you pretty much just go home and change your shirt and come right back to work? Uh, pretty much. But oh, did you I, even I, not change your I shirt? I got like an hour and a half sleep. <coughs> well, that counts for not something, bad. right? It's not bad. I don't even know. What was it, like 4.30 when we got home, when we got back to Wareham? Yeah, 4.30, 5 o'clock, something like that. Yeah. I just remember it was, it was like ride. it was like 24 straight hours a week for me. It took me days to recover. <laughs> but it was worth it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. Coming up in just a bit, we'll be joined by our guest, Nicole Stevens. Uh, she will be joining us to talk about her work as a spirit medium, as well as uh, how she uses her abilities to help people deal with grief. We'll also do a little bit of a week and weird. But right now, it looks like we have a, a call that's been patiently waiting on the line. So we'll see where this goes. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you? Hey, good. I, I'm just waiting for Nicole. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, we will put you back on hold. Did you have a question f- to ask her? Or? No, she she knows I'm calling. Okay. Well, then uh, know who it is. we will keep you on hold then. 
right, thank you. Okay, I hope I do this right. Yep, you're right. You're on hold. So, to be clear, we are not doing readings on air. Right, yes. Uh, there will be no readings tonight. Uh, it's going to be just a discussion. You know, and you know how we do things here. You've you've gone through the right. the medium yes. psychic process of being on the show. Absolutely, but... The first be- time we want to get to know you. Right. So, for all the callers out there, just so they know. Because otherwise we're going to get flooded with about... I don't know, 10 calls at once and people still waiting to call in. See, so. you've been here for the for that aspect of things, but you've been here on that side of the table, know. you know, it gets crazy. so to speak. And so you want, you know, but being on this side, the, the first time that we have somebody here that's doing readings, mm-hmm. you're just going to like kick back with your... It's going to be like, so easy. Because all we it's do is just, we just, press, <laughs> just press the buttons yep. and let them go and we don't even have to do anything. Yep. You know, I'll say, good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast, and then that's it. That's all I have to do. So those are those are the shows that you can tell that you know we were up till five o'clock in the morning doing a Legend Trips event mm-hmm. or something the night before. And uh, for those who missed the event and didn't hear the big announcement, we are working on our first ever out of New England Legend Trips event. Uh, it'll be sometime next year. We are looking at a number of different locations. We took a vote. It seemed like the Stanley Hotel in Colorado was the overwhelming favorite. Uh, we are going to work on that and see if we can make it happen. And if we can, we will have all the details for you coming up soon. All right, why don't we try and get a little weird real quickly? Because I know you had a few stories. A little weird? Well. It's never a little weird when we're here. A little weirder for us. <laughs> I mean, we're already weird enough, but sometimes we have to tone down the weirdness for the normal folks. Let me see if I can find. Oh, here we are. We're still in the computer. We haven't been removed yet. More bad news. The week in weird. All right. First up, we have Sean O'Connor, who was struck by lightning. He was lucky enough to be wearing his steel-toed boots when he recently was struck by lightning, which knocked him literally right out of his boots. Initially, O'Connor wasn't sure what happened, but after seeing his smoking shoes, he realized he had just survived a lightning strike. When I noticed my shoes were on the other side of the driveway and I heard the thunder, I realized it was lightning that had just hit me, O'Connor told ABC News. At first, the emergency room doctors didn't believe me, but then I showed them the singed hair on my legs and the boots they all wanted, and the boots, and they all wanted to shake his hand. They said they never met anyone who lived after getting struck by lightning. An electrocardiogram scan later revealed that O'Connor had irregular heart rate, a condition associated with injuries from lightning strikes. Doctors reported, reportedly had held him overnight for observation, but allowed O'Connor to return home the next day. No thank you. I would not want to be struck by lightning. You know, um, uh, Matt, I think you might have had it too in high school. There was a teacher who had been struck by lightning six times. Six times? Six times. If I had been struck by lightning twice, I would stop going outside (laughs) if it was even overcast. I think the guy that has the uh, world record is uh, a ranger. Are you more off to after you get struck by lightning once? No, I didn't hear that. That's 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 kind of the old wives' tale, but Moniz, there's no scientific reasoning why you'd be any more likely. No, it's just proximity to where it's going to be. I mean, the guy that holds the record is a uh, park ranger that works up in, I think, the Rocky Mountains, so he's up in high elevation and 
you know, storms roll through all the time. I think he was struck like a total of nine times, if I'm correct. Yeah, well, Mespaltola is closing in on his record. (laughs) All right, well, next we have a story out of Corbin, Kentucky. The man that was arrested and had pizzas delivered to the police station. Well, that's a smart guy. Yes. Police in southern Kentucky say they got a surprise delivery after charging a man with shoplifting. Five pizzas showed up at the station. Officers say 29-year-old Michael Harp asked to make a phone call on his cell phone Tuesday afternoon while being booked in Corbin. A short time later, police say a delivery pizza guy showed up to the deliver to Officer Wilson, the name of the officer who had arrested Harp. Police say they linked the call to Harp by tracking his cell phone number. Harp told Lexington Station, or Lexington Radio Station, it's all a misunderstanding that about 10 people had used his phone while he was in there. Harp now faces additional charges, including theft of identity, theft by deception, and impersonating a police officer. Jail records did not list an attorney for him. I would have ordered a pizza with a file in it. <laughs> yes. But I would have got like a pizza and there would be like a flash drive in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the file. It's just our menu. <laughs> I figure you're one phone call out of jail and you call a pizza delivery guy and pretend to be a, a police officer. Well, I mean, I've never been in jail. I haven't either, but. Man, this cold is killing me. Uh, but I would have to think that, you know, even the worst pizza place has got to be better than what you're getting. But he didn't get to eat it. He he pretended to be a police officer and had it delivered to them. But, I mean, maybe that was yeah. his actual plan. You he was know, just he figured, trying to kiss up, that's all. Maybe he figured that if they maybe. show up with a pizza, they'll share a little bit with him. Mm, I don't know. I don't think he's very smart. Here you go, Mickey. One foot long. No. no <laughs> okay. If only they delivered donuts. That would have oh, been, he would have been, been all been set. Fun he would have just walked right been out the door. Maybe, maybe. You know, a lot of police officers listen to this show, oh. and we're making donut jokes. <laughs> so uh, be prepared to get pulled over on the way home. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. You'll be all set. The rest of us have to worry. <laughs> Last up, we have a story out of Florida. A cat heading back oh, home. Well, that's it. That's all you have to say right there. Right there? Oh, this is... That's right. I forgot. You're new to the week in weird. I am. Like 95% of the weird stories out there come from Florida. I would assume like California. No, no, Florida. Florida has the weirdest people ever. That's awesome. All right. Well, this is not a people story. Oh, I like the sound of this. Kind of, sort of. A cat heading back home after spending time in quarantine following an attack on its central Florida owners that prompted a 911 call. Police say the Russian blue cat named Kush... That's problem number one. Went berserk inside of Florida home July 5th, scratching owners Teresa and James Gregory on their arms and legs. The couple retreated to a bedroom and called 911. Kush was taken to an animal shelter for 10 days. The Daytona News Journal reports that Kush was well-behaved during the quarantine. The animal control officer says that the Gregories had been leaning toward giving the cat up but changed their mind. She says the cat will go to a veterinarian for vaccinations and then be spayed before going home. Authorities say that the cat was apparently well-behaved before the attack. So, you call 911 on your cat and you take it back home later on. That must be awkward when you... <laughs> just, I'm just imagining, you know, if the cat had answered the door with a cell phone like those people in Wareham. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the cat's like, oh, you can't come in here. Oh, you just slapped my mother. 
Sorry. I don't know. We shouldn't make uh, jokes about that. We're going to... No, that's... Last time I made jokes about that, I got into a lot of trouble. Did you? Yeah. Callers were calling up and blasting me for it, so... Uh, yeah. But, you know... That's, that's what you get for putting stuff on the internet. It. That's true. That's true. I grew up there. Trust me. Where's all right? Where where's the other story? We just get, we got to cover that real quickly. Carmisa is the Florida of Wareham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I for, will verify that. For people yes. who don't know where Carmisa is or have experienced, Should, <laughs> I wish I had pulled the audio from uh, All About Cars. We could have just had Ralph read the story. Yeah, in, in oh, his own story. Ralph way. Yes. We should, should we? Should oh, we do I'm it? I'm gonna get that off the skimmer, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna bleep out every time he says the e word. It's over there if you want it. I think, uh, all right, let me see. I'll, I'll give it a quick read. I don't think I could do it with a straight face, so it's all you. If, if, if Ralph didn't get in trouble for reading it, we should be all right, right? right. All right. Uh, he was low on ammo, but she wasn't. A Southfield woman convicted in April of shooting her married lover because he didn't ejaculate enough after coitus has been released from jail pending an appeal of her 10-year sentence. According to the Oakland County Jail, Sadie Bell was released on Thursday after posting a $10,000 cash surety bond pending an appeal of her sentence. She was sentenced on June 26th after being convicted of intent to do great bodily harm plus felony firearm after she wounded Edward Lee, her married boyfriend of 15 years. Uh, Basically, what happened, she was upset by Lee's poor performance in the bedroom she accused him of cheating after noting that he didn't produce much ejaculate after their tryst. She was pretty graphic about why she shot him, Assistant Oakland County Prosecutor Paul Walton said. She was convinced he was having an affair. She reached this conclusion by the fact that he didn't produce enough ejaculate. We're going to set the record. We're going to beat Ralph for the number of times saying that word. So she shot him in the stomach. Lee, 60, spent five weeks in the hospital and underwent major surgeries for damage to his pancreas, colon, liver, and kidney. So it also it wasn't the first time she picked up a weapon. In 1991, she shot her husband, but the husband refused to cooperate. So that actually went nowhere. So there you have it. Doesn't get any weirder right. than that, right? I know she already she shot somebody else. Listen, I don't want to get too graphic here and explain to everybody how it how it works for guys, but it's it's not like turning on a faucet, you know. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's less. Sometimes there's more. It's all in the science behind it, right? Sure. There's all sorts <laughs> of factors involved. Maybe she could have, you know, maybe maybe she brushed her teeth and put on a little perfume. You know? uh, I'm not touching that one. That's what she Appar- said. <laughs> I was going to say. Apparently, neither is she anymore. Nope. All right. Well, that does it for the week in weird. If you have a strange story you would like to share with us. Just put it up on Twitter. Tweet it to us at SpookySC. You can also email it to us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Maybe if we use it, we can have Andy Lake send you a Spooky South Coast bumper sticker because apparently he has the last of them. Really? He put up on Facebook earlier he was handing them out at the Ocean State Paracon. So they're probably gone now. (laughs) Maybe. But uh, he had some. So anybody that wants them, talk to Andy. I might have a dozen or so of them sitting around my house. Are they hiding with the banner for our vendor shows? (laughs) That's lost. Long gone. Somewhere between Florida and here. (laughs) Always Florida. Man, 
I'm going to have to edit out all those coughs in post. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by tonight's guest, Nicole Stevens. You can check out her website, NicoleStevens.com. You can also check her out on SpookySouthCoast.com as well, linked up right on the front page. We'll be back in just a moment with more Spooky South Coast. Back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke, Matt Costa, and Matt Moniz. And uh, we are very honored to have joining us for the first time ever on the program our guest tonight, Nicole Stevens. You can check out her website, NicoleStevens.com. That's also linked up on the front of SpookySouthCoast.com. And uh, we do want to make it clear. I know that the phone lines are already lit- lighting up here. We have a few calls already online. We're not doing any readings tonight. We're just getting to know Nicole about her work and about her gifts. And uh, and if you would like to have a reading with Nicole, you can certainly book one through her website, NicoleStevens.com. That's Nicole with an N-E at the beginning. It's also linked up at SpookySouthCoast.com as well. So just let everybody know that. And uh, now we will welcome her to the program. Good morning. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good evening, Nicole. How are you? Oh, sorry. There you are. Now you should be with us. Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. And uh, I apologize for saying good morning. It's just uh, <laughs> I haven't been in spooky South Coast mode for a couple of weeks, so it's Saturday morning radio in my head. <laughs> That's okay. So we've uh, wanted to have you on for, for quite a while now. Of course, we've seen you on Spirit Connections, which is also on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. You've been on there with, with Tiffany Rice a few times, and yeah. uh, and you guys always seem to have a great time uh, when do. you're on the program. <laughs> We do. I mean, is it, is it a friendship that's born more from just the personalities of the two of you, more so than you're, you're you know, sharing the same line of work? Yes. Well, we became friends as colleagues. We started out as colleagues and became friends. Um, yes, our personalities just go well together. <laughs> now, we, we complement each other. <laughs> I'm sure, and, and of course, we don't have to name any names, but being a spirit medium and working in this field, you probably encounter some other people who have similar gifts to yours that, you know, you, you really can't spend that much time around. There must be some people who, you know, it just becomes, because, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of them. We've had some of them on the show. Some folks who have those gifts, they can't keep a foot in both realms at the same time. It, it is hard. I will say that it's very difficult to have one foot in each world, um, you know, a lot of the time. And, you know, everyone, regardless of what you do for work or, you know, whatever your career is, you're going to have people that you completely are connected to and others that your energy is just out of sync with. I think so it's with any field. And I think I, I always thought that in this line, I hate to say work, but in this line of work, for lack of a better term, that you would never encounter that, but you you do. It kind of gets a little weird sometimes. That happens right in this room while we're doing the program. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the, but 
you know, and with some folks, they, they are still in that journey of how to figure out how to use their gifts. And I'm sure that there are some who immediately feel compelled to have to try and help others, even before they might not necessarily have a firm grip on what it is that's happening to them. I know you're someone, you, you started at a very young age realizing that you had this gift. Right. I, I was very young, but I didn't embrace it. <laughs> I, my grandmother had told me um, basically that people would think I was a witch, you know, that they would think that I was crazy and to keep it quiet. So I did do that. I just, I was very quiet with it for a very long time. And you kind of push it to the side and you know it's there and you continue on doing your thing. And as I got older, then I started to embrace it. But it took a long time and it takes a lot of courage. I, I was terrified. And my, my younger son, he opened when he was four, and he struggles with it. I mean, he's wonderful, but he definitely struggles with it because it's, even even though it's more common now, you hear a lot more people speaking about spirituality and about mediums, um, it's still a little, you know, awkward to be 11 and to tell someone that you're seeing their loved one around them. You know, you're still feeling a little shy about it. Well, was it something that other people in your family had or was it you were the first one that, that had this gift no um i my grandmother my dad's mom and my paternal great-grandmother as well and they're my great-grandmother's siblings so it's and actually i have two cousins first or yes one first cousin and one second cousin um that they're also open so it's a family thing so at least there was a, a support system in place to help you be able to deal with what was happening to you. Yes, yes and no, because yes, they were there, but it was very hush-hush. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really, if you wanted to see my grandmother or great-grandmother, I should say, um, you went, you know, it was very, you had to know somebody to get in, basically. So it, it was just, she did her thing. It was very matter-of-fact. We didn't really talk about it a lot, and it just was what it was. And it's even in my house, it's very much like that. So I remember somebody asking me, when did you tell your husband? And I said, I never told him. And they said, what do you mean? And I've been with my husband since I was 16. I never told him anything. I just was. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never just said, hey, this is what's happening or anything. I just was. And my son is the same way. Like We don't really, um, not that we don't talk about it, we do. It's just very matter-of-fact. It kind of is. It's kind of the same as if, I don't know, anything else in your family, if you played football or something. It's just kind of, or, or my other son, he's very talented. He's um, musically inclined, and, you know, he's very, very talented with music. He just is. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, I know, absolutely. And we see a lot of times, or we hear a lot about people who do have these gifts. It comes differently for everybody else. Everybody else kind of taps into it in a different way, and these messages come to them in a different way. But do you find that within the family, are you seeing a lot of the same process uh, in being able to make these connections? No, actually, it's very different for each of us. And I think over time, everyone's gifts change as well. They, um, they, you go through different stages in your life, and it does change. I used to be very, very strong at clairvoyancy, so I could see very, very clearly. Um, and I found that recently my clear audience is better. I've been hearing more than seeing as clearly. Now my son sees differently than I see. 
So the way I actually will see spirit is just, it's in a different form, Mm -hmm. so to speak, than my son will. My son sees energy as spirit in a different way, and he sees, it's actually kind of hard to articulate, he sees energy as in colors, whereas I see more like a hologram. So it's not full form, but it's more of almost like a negative to a film. Hmm. So you're seeing, yeah, so you're seeing kind of like, uh, almost like an apparition. Yeah. So and I don't see full bodied all the time. Usually it's from the waist up, if that makes sense. So is there a differentiation then in your mind between, uh, you know, when somebody would have a paranormal experience seeing one of these beings and when one is materializing to try and pass on a message to you or is it kind of all just the same wavelength i don't have a lot of experience with paranormal to be honest with you mm-hmm. as far as I, i'm a, i'm really a big chicken like i'm afraid of everything <laughs> so well that's sound. i i would never go into anywhere dark or anything because i'm terrified <laughs> of it so i could never do any of that stuff because I know a lot of the times, well, from what Tiffany has told me, that you go at night, right there alone, I'm out of there. Like, I will not (laughs) get anywhere dark. Um, I still have a nightlight at all times. Um, So I I can't really say from my experience if it would be the same. Tiffany would have a better understanding of that than I would because she's experienced both. Than I would. It's really no different. We don't usually oh, go yeah, at Stephanie, night. Oh, yeah, you're here. Hi. <laughs> yeah, hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I didn't know you were on. Yep, I'm here. She's here. I just talk all over her, so. You know, um, <laughs> a lot of people, it's a, everybody thinks you have to go in the middle of the night to an abandoned house with just a flashlight and scream your head off. That's not really how it works, but um, I know personally, I usually go during the day because I can see where I'm going and I don't trip over things, so it's actually really no different. So we'll have to take you on a field trip. Okay, see, like, during the day, I am fine with that. And and as you said, you're not tripping over anything. You kind of know what's there. Yep. (laughs) I'm okay with that. And when you see a ghost walk around the corner, you don't scream at the top of your lungs as easily. (laughs) I don't like to be startled in the dark. No, neither do I. I still sleep with a Hello Kitty night. Just just to recap, we can take you to the gates of hell as long as we just do it during the day. Exactly. Yes. All right, got it. (laughs) Totally fine. I'm fine with it in the light. Well, it is. It's not a dark. It is funny, though, because, uh, you know, what would be in the dark and what would scare a lot of people is probably what you're seeing all the time. Is is this something that you can, you know, be able to kind of shut down and turn off if you I, don't want to have to deal with it for a while? Yes, and, and I've become better at that over the years. I do. I just, people ask me how I do this. I just tune it out because I can't walk around like that because I get... It's very difficult, as we were saying before, to walk in two worlds. And I, if I have a loved one coming up to me, I just immediately want to reach out and I want to help. But I can't always be in that mode. So I just, I don't, I just tune it out. I shut off. I kind of shut down. And I just, and you know, some get through, but I, I just keep going. It's, it's almost like you have a crowd walking next to you, but you just keep going. And you know they're there, you know they're on the other side of the road or wherever, and they're walking and doing their thing, and you just keep going. I kind of describe it like the Verizon commercials, the the network behind you. Like, I ignore them as best I can. I don't know if you do the same thing, but... I, I, I just wanted to point out, I moved this mat just so I could see you. Oh, okay. Just so if you have any questions or anything, I'll know that you can ask a question. I, I don't want you to think like I'm staring at you longingly. <laughs> 
Yes, he is. Don't don't let him lie to you. Uh, and and that I mean that's a good point. You said that to to us before about having to kind of almost not turn your back, but almost have to just be like compartmentalizing. Yeah. Right. Does it happen though that way? I mean, are they are they willing to be compartmental compartmentalized? Do they understand that you need to have a break once in a while? I don't have any trouble with it, really. I mean, sometimes I'll have a few children that will come through very, very strong. Children tend to have really, really high energy. And if they're pushing that much, then I will make, you know, I, I will open for them and I will allow whatever the message is. And I'll write it down if, you know, I don't know where it's going at that moment. I won't approach anyone for the most part. I'm, I'm again, shy. <laughs> so I won't just usually come out and just say, hey, you know, so-and-so's around you. Um, but... I'll write it down and I'll hold on to it because I always find that some way they're seeing me, they're connecting with me, and there will be a, a path that's crossing at some point that they already know about. So something will always happen that they're giving me the message and I'll be in the right spot at the right time when it was supposed to be delivered, if that makes sense, um, that they know. No, it definitely but makes sense. I don't really get random that there's no connection. It always will be that there is a connection somewhere within, usually it's like a week, but there'll be that connection. What What would you have to say is your weirdest connection that you've made? I'm sorry, I can't really hear you, Steph. Oh, it's okay, sorry. Um, what What has been the weirdest connection that you've made so far? The Well, I wouldn't really call it weird, but it was different for me, um, was I thought somebody had passed, and they hadn't yet, but they were going to. And their spirit was already connecting with me. And it actually went on for a few days. And I, he became stronger and stronger as he was getting close to his actual passing, his physical passing. So for me, that was the, it was very, very different. I don't typically connect like right. you know, that strong prior to someone's passing. And I, had I not known better, I would have thought he already had passed. And he was telling me validating information that I didn't know. That actually and happened I had, to I am friends with his daughter, mm. and I thought he had passed. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. And actually, when he did pass, within minutes, he came immediately to me and had a message. And I was afraid to tell them anything because they were still at the hospital. Right. And I felt it was very inappropriate. But he was very, very adamant, and I... I just trusted it, and I went with it, and I told what he was telling me, and it actually was exactly what his wife needed to hear right at that moment, and it was amazing. So it kind of it worked out the way it was supposed to, and I just trusted myself on it. But I was afraid. Well, we do have a call on the line that's been waiting to speak with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I apologize, by the way, if I'm clearing my throat and you happen to hear it, I, I apologize. It's very rude of me. <laughs> I try to pull my mic down, but it doesn't always happen. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Nicole Stevens. Hey, first off, I want to say um, the show is amazing so far. And I want to say hello to Nicole. This is E-Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. That's I, I'm just, I mainly just wanted to listen, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty interested in what you were sharing about how people read read it differently. Some people can hear, some people see, some people just feel the energy, you know? Yeah. Well, well if you... I have different gifts, so 
it's yes. you know it's very similar in its own way to you know anything else that we do how we'll have our own style to do things and my signs and symbols may be different than Stephanie's or Tiffany's you know any other mediums so we and my son is very different than I am and my other son is very different <laughs> So we all communicate very, very differently. But it's whatever works for you and what you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to yeah, listen, it definitely to- makes sense, you know. And and um, as far as it being a family thing, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's hereditary. You know? I know it is. <laughs> it's in the genes. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because I was just talking about that with my my mother earlier um, today. So it was kind of strange that that popped up. Is she open? And I didn't even know you were going to be on here. It's funny how, like, the the last two weeks I've been following you without even realizing that I was following you. <laughs> I hope it doesn't right. involve the courts in that at all. <laughs> but if you do want to listen no, it's in... Not- it's not like that, brother. Oh, I understand. I'm just, I'm just teasing. If you do want to listen into the uh, to the program, uh, then if you have a smartphone, you can listen to the Radio Pup app. That's one way of doing it, or you can. View it on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com as well. That way there we can keep the phone lines clear if anybody calls in with a question. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, take care. Have a great night. And uh, if anybody has any questions for Nicole during the course of the program, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 are the numbers. You can also pose them in the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com, or you can email them to us, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com, or you can send them via Twitter, at SpookySC. And I know, Nicole, you're on Twitter as well, right? Yep. And that's... My new favorite toy. <laughs> that's at Nicole Stevens, and it's N-E for Nicole? Yep. Yes. And, and the best part about Twitter is, you know, if, if people ask the questions in 140 characters or less, boom, you're in, you're out. <laughs> and uh, just, I always tell people all the time, don't send me those multiple tweets where the question just keeps going and going. I can't follow that. That's too much work. So uh, we are going to take a break now for the news, uh, and that's going to be about a six-minute break. But when we come back, we'll jump more into the discussion. You can either hang on the line, Nicole, or we can call you back, whatever works for you. And uh, we'll get more into what it is that you do, uh, and especially want to talk with, with you about uh, how you can help people in, in dealing with grief as well. So we'll talk about all that coming up in the next hour. Okay. All right. We'll... Sounds good. We'll talk in a bit. And just want to remind everybody, while we are discussing with Nicole, if you would like to go to her website, NicoleStevens.com, it's linked up right on the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com. You can find out about all of her services that she offers. As we mentioned at the beginning of the discussion, we're not going to be doing readings tonight. I know that when people hear that there's a spirit medium on the show, especially now that there's one here permanently, people assume that that means that there's going to be readings, but we're just taking the time to get to know Nicole. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more. Number two of Spooky South Coast. Wow, when was the last time that we said that and I actually meant it? 
that we actually yeah we actually got almost a full show out of tonight thanks red sox well thank you for winning yeah they won too so everybody's happy you know the spooky south coast fans are happy because they get a full show red sox fans are happy because they didn't lose on a saturday night for the first time in a while and we are happy because we are talking with our guest, Nicole Stevens. You can check out her website, NicoleStevens.com. That's Nicole with an N-E. And uh, you can also check it out linked up on the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com as well. And uh, a little bit later on in this hour, we will share with you some of the evidence collected during last week's Legend Trips event at the Murdoch Whitney House in Winchenden, Massachusetts. And it was quite a night. We got some pretty cool experiences out of it, uh, including I had some pretty... Unique things happen. Yeah, that was fun. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, I won't be eating peaches for a while. <laughs> well, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll talk about all that coming up a little bit later on in the program. But if you would like to join us on our next Legend Trip, it's happening August 30th at the Edaville USA theme park in Carver, Massachusetts. You're going to get, hopefully, if we can sell this event out, you're going to get a train ride. That's We're going to do the cool. history of Edaville on the train. That's awesome. So instead of sitting in a room and getting a lecture, you are going to be on the train hearing about the history of the park. And uh, also, we're going to have the run of the entire park all night long. The rides won't be on, but we will have the opportunity for people to get discounted admission into the park during the day while it's open. So you'll have the chance to go and ride some of the new rides that they have and uh, to see you know, some of the different exhibits that they have that are open during the day. And, of course, you can get a train ride during the day as well. However, just to make everybody aware, during the day, it won't be the regular train that will take you around. It will be Thomas the Tank Engine, the actual Thomas the Tank Engine. Interesting. So if you've ever wanted to you know, ride off to the island of Sodor... <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to do so. Just go to legendtrips.com if you want to find out more. And also be sure to sign up for the Legend Trips email list when you go to legendtrips.com because if you get on that list, you get the first crack at tickets whenever we announce them for an event. We always do a pre-sale for our mailing list first. So you will have the exclusive first crack at those tickets for whatever the next event may be. <laughs> so We're working on it. Basically, if you're not on the list, you're nobody. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. Before I say that, I should just make sure I'm on the list. I'm on the list, so I can say it. All right, I think I am. I'm not on the list. Loser. You better get your, your stuff together. I know, I know. But we are working on We're trying to put together an event for October, so we just haven't decided where we're going to go yet. But it will be somewhere local in New England, so stay tuned for that. Legendtrips.com, again, is the place to sign up for all of that. All right, let's jump right back into the discussion with tonight's guest, Nicole Stevens. Uh, and welcome back, Nicole. We were talking in the last hour uh, about how you utilize your gift and, and how you're able to help pass on these messages. I can imagine that for uh, as much as those who have passed on are trying to get you to relay these messages, it must mean so much more for the living to be able to hear them. Oh, absolutely. I think it, we all work as a team. <laughs> It's a team effort. And, I mean, you're someone, too, yourself, who has gone through a, a significant loss in your life. Yes. My 11-year-old son passed away unexpectedly in 2010. And so uh, for someone like yourself who uh, you know, has these abilities, have these gifts, and, and you think that you have a handle on the way the universe works, it must have just been like a, a sucker punch from fate for you. You could say that. That's putting it very mildly. Sure, yeah. And I, um, my brother had passed right before my son had passed. He, 
my younger brother, only sibling, he passed unexpectedly. And I remember that morning when my son had passed, as odd as this may sound, I remember this line coming out of my mouth to me saying, I'm not even done grieving over him yet. Like I, I, like I hadn't got to catch my breath from my brother passing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I definitely struggled with that. Like I, I really did think I had things all figured out. And what I did figure out is that none are, none of us are exempt from anything. <laughs> you know, it just anything can happen to anyone at any given moment. You know, life changes in the blink of an eye in a second. So when you deal with that, how does, I mean, obviously for someone who just goes about, I don't want to say a, a regular existence, but for, for those of us who don't have the abilities that you have, to go through something like that is hard enough. What must it be like for you yourself to have to deal with loss so significant and still have other people's loved ones you know, trying to reach out to you at the same time? Um... Or, or was that actually was that actually comforting at all to be able to to still make those connections? It was comforting. That's what, that's why I was thinking of how I would root this because it was actually very comforting because all of a sudden my work had even a deeper meaning because I knew how not that I didn't before it just was just different mm-hmm. when we go through experiences we grow through them you know in some way and I just felt such a deeper connection to spirit because now. I understood a meaning of that connection even more so than I had, you know, prior to my son's passing. And I don't connect with my son like people think that I do. We don't, I, for most of the mediums that I know, any of my colleagues, I, we don't connect with our own loved ones, so it's not the same. I don't sit and eat breakfast with my son. Like people think, you know, sometimes they'll say, that well, you get to eat breakfast with him, you're lucky. And I say, no, I really don't. I, I couldn't trust the information coming through for myself. He has connected with me. I have seen him, but it's still not the same as when I connect with somebody else's loved one. But I know what I would want to hear being a mom. I know um, just it's just so much deeper. The only difference that maybe, and I don't think it really has to do with me being um, a medium necessarily, but I never questioned if he was okay. So I never had that, like, where is he? Is he okay? Sure. Yeah. And you, that you, was one thing I didn't do. I just, like, I, I knew he was okay, and I, I never questioned where he was. So it was I, a, I questioned a lot of other things. <laughs> it was a, a decision, a conscious decision on your part not to try to make that connection then? With with Zachary? Yes. That was no, the, I would connect with him, but it, I just... Is it kind of in, like the universe keeps it from happening? Is that how it works? No, he has came through to me. It's just I second-guess it or I'll, you know, I'll question it more. Okay, I so see. So, for example, if, my, you know, if Zachary tells me he loves me, I will go, wait a minute, am I just thinking that? Am I crazy? Of course he loves me. No, I'm just thinking it. Whereas if your loved one tells me, I'll say that they love you, but if Zachary tells me my birthday... Well, I already know my birthday, so that's not really validating to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas if your loved one tells me your birthday, I don't know your birthday. So it's, I don't question it. I just listen and relay the messages. And it's very emotional. I have done a reading for my mother-in-law, and it's really, really emotional. I have to disconnect, really, really disconnect, because he's still my son, and he's right there, but it's still different. And is is it for you then uh, when you're trying to share these connections that you're making with other people's loved ones? Do you ever 
try to use your own situation to explain to them you know uh, how it uh, does it does it mean something more to somebody who you're giving a reading for if they know that you've also gone through this and uh, so therefore you know you understand exactly where they're coming from oh absolutely absolutely and i do use a lot of my own experiences my own challenges you know i'm i'm very very honest and open about my grief and i'm very raw with it and truthful it's not an easy place to be and a lot of people will equate spirituality and grief and they're really two different things they're very very separate one can help the other but they're very very separate so you can be very religious spiritual you know whatever it is that you are your faith but grieving is something we do here now very much in the physical and it is you know our grief is born out of love so it's our missing, our longing. We want, you know, wanting them right here in front of us, so we can hold them and touch them, something tangible. And so, you know, I definitely grieve, and I share a lot of that with my clients. Well, I think that a lot of us look at people who have abilities such as yourself, and we look at it as uh, you're able to see kind of beyond what we're limited in seeing. And I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean that in terms of, you know, the big long picture of life and and what happens after we're no longer on this plane. You know, you kind of can understand that because you're dealing with it every day. For us, I think for a lot of folks, grief is probably more about uh, fearing the finality of things when that might not necessarily be the case. Uh, Do you feel that there is a point in time when we are all connected again later on when we leave, you know, the mortal coil? I think that we're all connected here and we continue on to be connected and we find it more and more of how connected we are, who's brought into our lives and what synchronicities happen and I get really excited about it because, not about, I don't want this to sound crazy, (laughs) but I get really excited about all the synchronicities and and the way it, it all falls into place, but that doesn't take away from my, my missing my son. And sometimes people can misinterpret that, like, kind of, wait a minute, how is she doing okay? I just, I know he's okay, he finished his job here, kind of did what he had to do, and and I will see him again, I know that. There's no question in my mind that I will see him again. And we're going to reconnect, he will be there waiting for me. And I've seen it with other loved ones that I've read for, that the mom has passed and the son had already passed prior, or, you know, their child has passed and their child had greeted them, you know, and it's just the most beautiful thing. Well, those who are skeptical of of your abilities and and people who have the ability to interact with spirits, you know, they usually will point out to the fact that say, well, you know, all you're doing is you're you're profiting from those who are grieving and and you're, you're taking advantage of people who are grieving. And maybe it's just because I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by spirit mediums that I know and I trust like Tiffany and Stephanie. Uh, But, to me, it seems like it can do way more good, and it's just another way to help people through with that process. And and I would actually say that uh, even a person who, let's face it, there are some people in the field who are either not as good as they pretend to be or just right. have zero abilities whatsoever, but if they meet with somebody and that person comes out of it feeling better and being able to let go of whatever it was that was keeping them from being able to get past that grief, I don't see a problem with it. Right. Well, I mean, there's some people that, you know, of course, you know, they may not be as truthful as they're saying they're going, you know, I don't know, like there, there's definitely people out there that are not trustworthy, um, for sure. 
but I I can tell you this, as far as any medium that I know, I mean, unless you're John Edwards, mediums aren't rich. So, you know, people don't bank like they, you know, they have this misconception that we make a ton of money and you can, or I know most of us can only do so many sessions per week physically when we're able to. And I, I have a college degree. I gave up a lot of, I gave up a really good career to do what I'm doing full time. And I could have been making a lot more money if it was just about money. And I work a lot more than I did before when I worked, you know, I, I'm a nurse by trade, but I haven't worked in about 15 years nursing. And I also walked away from, I was getting my master's in psychology. I have three classes left and I walked away from it all. And I'm still paying Sally Mae, you know what I mean? So. Sure. And I can imagine that even as much as you're able to to be able to turn things off and, and, and be able to focus away from it when you need to, having your abilities in the nursing field just must have been extra taxing. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, that's why it was time to leave. And, <laughs> you know, I just knew where I was supposed to be. And just, I was actually doing this on the weekends and, you know, part-time and just kind of taking clients when I could. And then it just, it was my calling. And I just knew I had to do this. And I just thought I need to just, you know, walk away from all of that and do this. And, and I worked like 60 hours a week now if not more some days i'll actually be in this chair in my office for like 20 hours between sessions and writing and you know i hope it's a comfortable chair (laughs) actually my husband always says i don't know how you sit in that chair doesn't your ass oops (laughs) we say ass on the air (laughs) but uh, yeah yeah we're we're pretty laid back and relaxed but but you know, and you can feel free to disagree with this, and Stephanie, you can feel free to disagree as well, but I think that you probably have less people who are, and getting back to the idea of, of those who aren't legitimate in their with their talents or those who aren't as, as attuned as they should be with their talents, I think there's actually not a huge amount of people who are outright frauds. I don't think there's a lot of people who are just saying, hey, I, you know... Uh, I can act, I can pretend, and I can get some money from people. I think it's probably more people who, uh, you know, misinterpret things and don't really understand how they can utilize these abilities correctly. I think it's people who are probably reaching beyond their current uh, talent levels. I agree with you. I I don't think there's as many. There's a, you know... I did have one woman, I will tell you this, because it's actually kind of funny. I had a woman tell me after my brother passed, my mom wanted me to go with her to see somebody. And we went, and this woman actually said how my brother was uneasy and unsettled and all of this stuff. But if I gave her $2,500, she could talk to her people, and her people could settle him. And I was like, Mom, let's go, let's go. Let me show you my mom (laughs) out of there. Well, hopefully she wasn't. Your mom wasn't pulling out her checkbook at the time. Uh, no, okay. but I was. She she was listening. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Let's yeah, don't go. even listen. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's I, a lot of people out there like that. And then I don't. Like, I don't really encounter a lot. I did encounter this, you know, specific person, but I was, you know, uh, it was a little crazy. It's sad. <laughs> but it's sad. Um, usually, yeah, the I mean, the neon sign in the window that says psychic yes. readings is usually the giveaway. <laughs> I, I mentor, and I I push my students i really really push them and i always say you know and i'm joking of course but i'll say listen do you want to be the blinkety blink pink sign you want psychic in your window <laughs> or do you want to be good you want to be great you want to be the best like you have to push yourself this takes a lot of work a lot of dedication yes, it does. you know you you don't want the sign in your window 
Do you want you want to know how bad it is actually for me? Is uh, this this morning I was co- I co-host a, a financial show in the morning and I don't know anything about finance, <laughs> and uh, but I you know I, I know how to press the buttons in here and the guy who does the show doesn't know how so he needs me along with him, and he was talking about when he became a, a stockbroker. Uh, he was talking about how, you know, when he first started dealing with the stock market, they gave him a box. And they said, here, don't break it. You're never going to get another one. It's the last one that you're ever going to get. And he says, okay. And he turned around, and he dropped it, and he broke it. And he said, and ever since then, he doesn't have a crystal ball to predict the stocks. And I don't know what's wrong with me, but the first thing I said to him was, oh, if you need a new crystal ball, I know people that can get you one. <laughs> no, like, you did not. <laughs> not even realizing that, like, he was making a joke. <laughs> I have friends, I swear. <laughs> like, I not only can I get you one, I can get you a discount, too. But uh, it, it, you mentioned being able to mentor people, and, and that's a question that we actually have in the chat room at Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. DVD Rhino asks, and I'm going to ask the question exactly how it was worded on the, in the chat room, how can we muggles hear the voices of those who yes. may be trying to reach us? That is my new favorite person, just so you know. <laughs> I have a Harry Potter obsession. I'm sorry. So does Nicholas, my my little open one. Yes, you're 11 year old, and I'm yes, 26. But that's okay. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. But there is a way for people to be able to to be more open. There is. Um, it, meditation is. I swear by it. I think that that really helps when you quiet the mind because when you have so much chaos going on in your mind, you're not going to hear anything else. So, I mean, that's one of the first things is to really learn to quiet your mind. It doesn't have to be three hours a day or even an hour a day. It can be 15 minutes. But you really, you know, it's really important to quiet yourself because in order to hear, <laughs> you need quiet. And we're so easily distracted by everyday everything, you know, all the challenges and mayhem we go through. So I think that that's one of the most important things to do is really start, you know, honing in on yourself and becoming one with yourself and then quieting your mind and starting to embrace the messages that you do hear. And they can be anything, thoughts, colors, images, whatever it is when you're in that place and just start journaling them. And when you start journaling them, you know, they start to make sense and you'll be surprised at that um, because they end up telling a little story. And I actually posted today, I posted a blog or maybe it was a couple of days ago, but I posted a blog on my website about five key tips on your intuition and how to use them and how to trust it. Um, so head over to my blog. Check it out. <laughs> There's a little free test, too, <laughs> a little intu- intuition test. There you are. right there on NicoleStevens.com, which is linked up on SpookySouthCoast.com as well. You can click it right under the, the little picture there. And I love the ladybug. Ladybug's my favorite. <laughs> So it, and if people can do that, if, if they can become more open and start to become attuned, is I'm sure the natural inclination for a lot of folks, as you mentioned before, is to try to reach out to their own loved ones. But is, is it important that they don't try to do that right away so that they can make sure that it's a legitimate message coming through and not just their own hopes and, and, and thoughts being projected back at them? I think they have to trust themselves because I... For, for myself, when I do get messages from Zachary, it's the same way anyone else would. So I just have established my own relationship with him the same way you would, anyone would, my husband would. It's just it's being open to the signs and the symbols or, or the messages that he'll send me, but it's not me hearing him in a, you know, in a, the way I hear spirit. If that, <laughs> It's very, very different. It's just the regular, normal person way. <laughs> It's not the same way that I do readings. 
so it's, I'm just in tune to it. My awareness is very open. That may be a little bit different than some people. You know, and some people are going to be very aware, and they're going to have amazing messages from their loved ones. So it, it really has to do with your awareness and how in tune you are with everything around you. Because sometimes we go through life, and we're just in this fog, and we just kind of exist, and we go, 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 go. And we kind of don't even notice what's going on around us. You have to notice things around you to be able to embrace it. So you have to, you know, stop and smell the roses, so to speak, so that you're able to tune into those messages. Well, uh, bef- before we let you go for the night, uh, we do want to ask you if you have, I know that you have a bunch of different events coming up, uh, including one locally to where you are, and then also uh, you'll be traveling around some as well. Mm-hmm. I have my new Believe to Achieve, and this actually isn't really on grief. It's more on visualization, intentions, we're doing vision boards, we're keeping it very, very small, and it's going to be really exciting and fun to do. It's a little different for me. I used to do this a long time ago, and so I'm reincorporating it, and I'm really excited to do it. So listening to your soul and finding out where you're going and what you're doing and how to get there, and really listening to your inner self and your inner guides and trusting that process. And then you have some uh, some seminars coming up as well. And if, if people want to get in touch with you directly, you know, you can give them uh, individual private readings, whether it be in person or or uh, via various technology. Yeah, I do phone sessions and in person. And I am traveling, which I don't think my new travel list has came out yet um, for 2015. I know that 2014 is up, which I think is sold out. Um, and then we're adding some in. So if people want to stay updated, they can sign up for my newsletter. That list goes out first with all of the new dates. Um, I have a book launching in September, and we'll have a book tour with travel dates on that coming up. And and what is the book on? It's on spirit. Nice. (laughs) And it's called Perhaps You Can't See Me. Well, and and, uh, perhaps after reading it, maybe you'll be able to. Well, definitely keep us up to date with everything that's going on, uh, including the book and, and any other projects that you have coming down. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and, and we hope that you'll definitely come back and join us again. I will. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It was nice talking to you, Stephanie. You too. And, you and have congratulations, a- Steph. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, did, did you know that automatically, or did you see? Did you hear no, about I that? No, I never heard that. That's I'm not think- a fraud. I'll tell you right where I got the info from. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, for joining us, and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Good night. That Bye. is Nicole Stevens. Her website is NicoleStevens.com. That's Nicole with an N-E. And uh, if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com, it's also linked up on the front page there as well. Why don't we take a real quick break? Uh, when we come back on the other side, we will talk about last week's Legend Trips event at the Murdoch Whitney House in Winchenden, Massachusetts. We will also have for you some of the... Uh, audio clips that people have sent in and some of the personal stories that they have shared as well. If you were out there with us at the event and you'd like to call in and share some of your experiences with us, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. We'll be back in a moment with more Spooky South Coast in just a moment here on WBSM.
Thank you, Dan Cavaretta, for the music. That is The Attic by Dan Cavaretta. If that was playing in my attic, I'd never go in there. I was just going to say, it's a little creepy. It's almost looking cute. Like children's voices in the background or something. I believe it was created as the part of the soundtrack for an independent horror film, so mm, it definitely sense. fits the bill. I'll say this, though. I, I have not been in my attic in years. I'm pretty convinced. Have you seen these photos going around, like Facebook and social media, of the gigantic hornet's nests? Like the one that somebody had a statue in their shed, and then when they opened it up, there was a huge hornet's nest that had been built like around the face, and uh, just these gigantic, horrifying. You see the one in what was it like a '56 Buick or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. That thing was crazy. Yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of that stuff lately, and I'm convinced that there's one of those in my attic. So I don't open. I don't. Ever, I don't ever <laughs> open the the door to the attic. I don't blame you. Nobody goes in, nobody goes out. Right. <laughs> and like, there's all these things that like I'm missing in my house. I'm like, I wonder if it's up in the attic. Well, I guess it's lost forever then. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's bad. I was actually at a yard sale earlier, uh, which, by the way, I scored a pretty cool... Um, I scored a, a lav mic. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And so, uh, But anyway, I was at this yard sale, and there was these gigantic hornets that were flying around that were like nothing I'd ever seen before. And the lady's like, oh, is there something over there that you're interested in? I'm like, there's something over there that I'm not interested in, those giant-ass hornets. <laughs> oh, no, they're all, uh, they're all in the yard all the time. They won't bother you. Um, sure, they yeah. will. Okay. Yeah. They- <laughs> I had one land on me the other day while I was on my pool deck. And did you freak or did you um, just I totally still? freaked because I'm like anaphylactic if I get bit. So. Yeah, see, I can't. It's like the only thing that I can't be so brave about. So that's it, no provoke it. Yeah. I, uh, I have an issue with things like that that happen. It just happens to me. Yeah. Well, one landed on my face during my yeah, high vows at my wedding. Not. Really? Yes. It's was on YouTube. It, is that like some kind of a sign? Was that something that you arranged? <laughs> oh, no, we gave away the secret. Now everybody knows who that is behind us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the whole time we were talking to Nicole, all the, the only thought that kept running through my head is we really should start giving Brendan headphones so that he knows what's going on <laughs> over there. Like, he just looks lost. <laughs> I can hear some stuff. That will be probably good. There is a slot left. There, we could always run, run a long pair over there. This, this one would totally reach. Well, speaking of headphones, if you are listening to this via podcast or even if you're listening to it via your computer, I've got to cut your face off, Matt, so I can see better. Uh, you might want to put your headphones on because we're going to play some clips for you that we got last week at the Murdoch Whitney House in Winchenden, Massachusetts. As we mentioned, it hadn't really been open for paranormal investigation uh, for very long. It had only been about a year and a half since they started letting groups in. And I'm talking like paranormal groups, like five, six, seven people at a time, not huge groups of 50 like we brought in. So this was a new experience for them. And you could tell, like when we got there, Moniz, you saw it. Yeah. Don was a little bit concerned about how it was all going to go. Well, there's a lot of antiques in there that oh, are expensive and things lot. like that. Yeah. I can understand. The house is just incredible. It's so beautiful in there with all of these uh, you know, artifacts of Winchenden history and just history in general. It's uh, definitely worth taking a trip up there to check out, even if you're not going for the ghosts. But you could tell, like, they were like, how is this going to work? And we're we're telling them, Jeff and I are like the whole time, like, don't worry about it, man. We've been in places with far more expensive stuff than the stuff you got. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you you could just kind of sense that. And and it only took maybe the first five people coming in before you saw all those nerves start to melt away. And they realized what a great group we have that come to our Legend Trips events. So thank you, of course, to everybody out there who is just 
they're all first class individuals and they understand and appreciate the fact that they're getting to come into this place and they're getting access that they normally wouldn't get. We have the entire house except for one room. And the only reason we couldn't go in that one room is because it was the office. Yeah. And they said, you know, there's nothing in there anyway, and that's where we keep all of our files, and we prefer that people didn't go in there. That's fine. It's like a room the size of, like, your bathroom at home. That's how small it was. So that's uh, not your bathroom in particular, Moni's, but, you know, just somebody's bathroom. So uh, other than that, we had three stories of the house and the basement. Generally, Moni's and I get stuck in the basements quite a bit when we go to these places. And at first, they're like, do you want to take the basement? And I was like, oh, gee, I don't know. They got this awesome new central air that they had just put in. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go down to the basement. It was the coolest room in the house. It was. It was cool. But when, we, when I went down there and I looked and I saw the basement, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going down to the basement. This, this just looks awesome. And then I told you that we were in the basement. I was like, wait till you see it. And it was just uh, it was awesome, the different rooms that they had down there and, and the different sections of it and the fact that there were these artifacts down there that could be carrying their own energy. There was the picture of – looked like the picture of the guy from Home Alone. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was enjoying looking at a lot of those uh, pictures, the old pictures and uh, photographs. There was, one, there was one, Matt, that I don't know if you went down there at all. No, I didn't, I didn't get to go to the basement. It, it was a, an older gentleman with like a long white beard yeah. and white hair. And I was saying, he looked exactly like the next-door neighbor from Home Alone. <laughs> He's not kidding. Oh, yeah. He's not kidding. And every time I show people, like one person actually was like, Is that really, did he live here? Because <laughs> like, it was that convincing. Uh, but, Matt, you were on the third floor. I was. I was up in the, uh, the servant's uh, room in the, the toy uh, the kids' room. That's where the toy room. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to go creepy. up there. It was kind of creepy. There was all these dolls that just fall. Yeah, the eyes follow you around the room. And uh, were people having a lot of experiences up there? Uh, there was one experience in particular from uh, Candlelight Paranormal. Um, I think you have the EVP. For I that. do. That's where it was captured. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just kind of give us a little bit of a, a breakdown of uh, of what was going on up there. Uh, so, so they were going into uh, this is one called of the, the fill while I get the file ready. <laughs> one of the one of the toy rooms. Uh, they were investigating in a in a closet with a, a FLIR camera, and uh, they stepped inside. And one of them, one of the uh, team members, heard a voice that said "Get out." So um, kind of got freaked out, exited the closet, and uh, one of them got scratched. Um, I don't know Paul. if it was from... It was Paul from Candlelight, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was from exiting the uh, oh, okay. closet like in a speedy fashion, but... Um, well, yeah. he's he's been scratched before right. on events. I mean, I think that he's got uh, a style, let's say, you know, similar to like how I approach things where, you mm-hmm. know, he gets a rise out of the spirits. Right, right. I mean, I was trying to rub my arm against the, uh, the door jam and stuff and trying to get... And <laughs> nothing would... I don't know. Maybe I have tougher skin. But I always thought I. Is that because you were trying to reconnect it, uh, recreate it, or is that just because you were itchy? I was just itchy. I was actually just scratching my back. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time in door jams. Like a bear. (laughs) Yep, that's (laughs) kind of how I am. Yeah. Like a cat. Let's let's play this clip that comes from Candlelight Paranormal. I'm getting threes over here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't you. Right, we'll Back up. Play that Back one more time. up. I- right there, one more time real yeah. quickly. 
And uh, you would, I had said, you know, what, what's that reference of that's me? But you were talking about something that they were seeing on the on the uh, infrared right. I think camera. They, it was either they were taking, um, it was something on the infrared camera, or um, they were also in there with different instruments like K twos and stuff like that. So I don't know if that was uh, what exactly they were talking about then. But it got got a lot of people excited about. And um, I think Andy came over and was getting all the details. And I think both of us looked at each other and we're like, we're going in there before the end of the night. We're, <laughs> we're going in there, closing the door, shutting off all the lights. You can definitely hear something. It doesn't say get out, but there's definitely an EVP there. You weren't hearing mm-hmm. get out? Mm-mm. I did. So, supposedly they heard that audibly, too. Yeah. And then got it. Let's um, let's play one more time. <laughs> It's not two separate words. It sounds like kale. Yeah. Kale soup. It sounds like. Hmm. I can tell you that, uh, by the way, we were in the basement using the Ouija board, and I'll I'll share some of that in a little bit. But uh, at one point, the spirit that we were talking to over the board repeatedly, we asked why it was there, and each time it answered with the same answer: cake. Cake. And that cake that we had was phenomenal. Oh, so I could see wanting to reach out from the other side and get a piece of that cake. Yeah. We had a cake for Dustin's birthday. I don't know oh, if you saw the picture, I saw Stephanie. The it was 14 pounds of cake. Thank you for getting that cake when I wasn't there. There was like a third of it left, and we left it up there for the Historical Society. What we, made it 14 pounds? Uh, what didn't make it 14 yeah. pounds? Say, you have to tell everybody at home. It was a double layer sheet cake. So it was two sheet two mm-hmm. full size sheet cakes stacked on top of each other with a layer of Boston cream in the middle. It was one half was yellow cake, one half was chocolate cake, and it had white frosting all around it and they drew little ghosts on it and wrote I Happy did Birthday like the Dustin. Ghosts. That was my favorite part. Those were cool. And uh and it was definitely one of the be- I mean the the place where we got it, we got it from a supermarket chain. They usually have pretty good cake, but mm-hmm. this is the best cake that I've ever had. This from was one good of those cake. stores. Yeah. So it was uh, definitely, and the pizza was good too. Which yep. it's always a crapshoot when you go in somewhere that you've never been before. Right. But Don at the Historical Society recommended Christos as the pizza place to go to, and they did not disappoint. The only thing I was disappointed in was how little people were eating that cake. <laughs> I was like, "Do you not realize how good this is?" It's just more for you then. And I, the I thing had was more huge. than my share. Fourteen pounds of cake. Mm-hmm. All right, we do have some other uh, some other. EVPs that we can play. These come from uh, Chrissy and Alicia from Spectral Forces. They were in there with us uh, as well, and we were down in the basement, and they were uh, conducting a session with the dowsing rods, and I don't know if you've seen how they use, they usually one will run the rods and one will run the pendulum at the same Mm -hmm. time, and they see if they get similar answers out of it. And uh, they, they always seem to have some pretty wild things going on. This actually happened, if I can get it to, to download here. They were using the dowsing rods. I know you've been clicking on those people's ass. You can make a noise, but that doesn't count. Unless you click them three times. You can click them three times, and that would mean something. Can you light some of these lights up? So, and those little ouches were because they were, they were <laughs> on my hand. <laughs> but yeah, they actually did click three times mm-hmm. uh, when we asked. So that was that was uh, pretty neat. I love Christy's accent too. <laughs> Everybody does. Jeff, Jeff and uh, Dave Schrader nicknamed her Sugar Booger, and that's really? all I can think of every time she talks now. Uh, but uh, here's another clip from them as well. Well, 
This was in the basement when they heard a loud noise. If I can. All together with your family. How many people in your family? Yes, I know you had a family. So here's how we're going to do. We're going to count it. And every time you're, you cross the rods, that tells us that was a person that lived here. There's nobody standing over here. We were hearing a banging noise. And it's funny because we heard, at one point we heard it right out in the hallway. Now, in the basement, there is, as I said, multiple rooms, including this one long hallway that only has two little rooms off to the side of it. And we were in that very back room. Moniz, you had everybody else on the opposite Opposite side side. of the basement, which is a pretty significant distance away. And uh, where everybody was down there, you were doing your own thing. So it was just, I think, five of us in total in that room and nobody else in between. And we heard something happen in the hallway right outside the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. We're talking ghosts, and Taylor pops in uh, behind us. You're lucky I didn't <laughs> say whatever I was about to say. <laughs> but, oh. uh, well, you know, and, and. Don't they know I see dead people? For right. <laughs> so, the. Uh, with with that basement set up the way that it was, you know, we could hear if somebody would have walked down oh, to, to being outside that room. So we heard this noise and there was nobody else around. Uh, so that was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, then we have another one that happened, too. This was, if I can get the story right, uh, this was in the back parlor. It was uh, Christy and Alicia, as well as Frank and Cindy. And they recorded what they think is a Class A EVP. We'll play that right now. Give me a second. Yeah. So you like having visitors to the house? You can kind of hear that in the background there. Sounds like a little girl. So they think it's it's saying you wonderful like name. So I don't know if that's the same thing that you guys heard. Wonderful name. Definitely sounds like a kid, though. No, it sounds like a kid. There's more words in there besides wonderful name. See, now Alicia was concerned that that was one of the. There was a, a person in attendance mm-hmm. uh, who is a little boisterous with her investigative style and a little bit loud. Mm-hmm. So she was worried that maybe it was that person. And uh, I don't think... I've investigated with the person that she's thinking uh, okay. on a number of different occasions, and I don't think that it sounds like that person okay. to my ears. So I, I don't think that that's what it is. Um, but I can understand where you know she would make that connection because that person usually is pretty loud. Uh, but okay. to me, I just, I just hear the same thing you guys are hearing. I hear what sounds like a childlike voice. It's an inquisitive manner in what she's speaking. She's asking a question. And whatever it is at the end, if it is name is, is the second word, it's kind of like name. Yeah. And that's that wouldn't fit the speech pattern of the person. Can you boost it a little and play it one more time? Uh, let me see if I can go a little higher. I can go higher here and a little bit here. I just don't want to blow everybody's eardrums out. I hope not. So I know a lot of our friends out there can kind of take that and, and mess around with it and see if they can come up with a, a little bit clearer version. I think the first part is saying right here. Mm. I didn't hear that. 
It sounds like wonderful at the beginning to me. No, there's a lot more words in there. Hmm. It's just mumbled, almost like it's in a distance. And this one here, this last one that I'll play, uh, this came from the third floor closet. It was just Alicia and Christy uh, in this closet. And they were using the rods and they were using the pendulum. And Christy says that the rods kept hitting her audio recorder while they were in there as well. Uh, but uh, Alicia was using the pendulum at the same time, asking questions, and she got a response to one of those questions. And they also caught a voice uh, that seems to have been responding as well. They told us that this older lady is sort of protected of this floor. Yeah. She just, they told us that this older lady is sort of protected of this floor. Yeah. You hear that little whisper yes. there? Sort of protected of this floor. That first bit that you played mm-hmm. doesn't sound like wonderful name to me. Sounds like I agree. a British girl saying what went wrong. Well, let's try that again. What went wrong? Do you like having visitors? She says, what went wrong and then with something, something, something. It's definitely a question she's yeah. asking. I agree with that. But it's a, it's a sentence. It's a full mm-hmm. sentence. And that's one that hopefully some of our audiophile friends can, can pull out and run through their different processors and see kind of what they can come up with. But it's definitely not the voice of anybody that was there, I don't think. Uh, having talked to everybody there, and and that yes that we just played, that's definitely that's, that was cool. I, I, I told that sounds exactly like yes to me. Protected of this floor. Yeah. Just a straight whispery yes. Protected of this floor. Yeah. Woman's yes. Yeah. And uh, if it was just the two of them in the closet, Matt, you knew the layout there better. I mean, is it is it possible that that could have been bleed through from somebody else being outside the closet? Or um, I think uh, at that time everybody was in um, the other on the opposite room in, with the dollhouses, and so I don't think um, anybody was outside the door or anything. See, Christy and Alicia are very good about that too. They try to make sure that when they are going, they look to see where everybody else is going, and they, they go, go the in the opposite, opposite direction. Because well, that happens, because you have yeah. a lot of people who it's their first time, so if something's happening, they're all going to run to that right. experience, and not realizing, of course, that if 40 people all descend upon one corner of the room, whatever's going on is probably going to go away, but they'll do that, and then Alicia and Christy will see, well, here's our chance to go they take be by ourselves. They take their investigative style very seriously, too. I've watched them both, and I've also, I mean... You know, friendly with both of them as well, and um, I want to say great job to the two of them for getting those EVPs in a house full of fifty people, because right. that's actually really significant. And uh, we did have some pretty interesting, as I mentioned, uh, with with the Ouija board down in the basement. Uh, I was uh, Jessica and I were using the Ouija board, and it was her first experience with it, and she really was excited to try and do mm-hmm. it, and she didn't know what was going to happen, and we kept getting this this. Spirit coming through, so that his name was Richard. Uh, Richard, uh, she wrote me the whole thing. Richard Das, D A S. Okay. And uh, or was it? Well, anyway, it was Richard. 
And uh, he was the one that was saying that he was there for cake. And all these these different (laughs) things were coming through. So what happens? Now, I'm not a big Ouija board fan necessarily. Like, I'm not inviting people over and playing playing with it at a party. When you do, things usually go wrong, just saying. So, (laughs) well, let me finish the story here. Uh Uh-oh. So uh, I decided to... um, you know, use these at events within mm-hmm. the last year or so. And before that, I never really touched them. So what happens to me? I have my first Zozo experience mm-hmm. with the board, which I'm not convinced that it's the story that everybody thinks that it is, that it's that it's some sort of demon that comes through these boards, says that its name is Zozo or Zoso or Zaza. There's all these different uh, ways that it comes through, but I'm not convinced that that, I think it's kind of in the subconscious of people. It could be, yep. But Jesse had never heard of that mm-hmm. before. So it wasn't like it was but in the forefront had. of her mind, but I had. But you had. So to me, and I know that I wasn't intentionally moving the planchette. So to me, if it's my own subconscious making that happen, that's just as fascinating to me as if it's a ghost or a demon on the other well, side of the board. people don't realize, um, you know, for those of you at home that don't know, I've been doing table tipping for over 10 years now professionally. And um, before that was just for fun, you know, with people that I trusted. But um, it's the same thing as a Ouija board. Our own energy and our own subconscious can absolutely move whatever it may be that we're trying to move before spirit energy does. So it's very possible that either it was you or it could have been somebody standing in the room and just thinking about it. So And and she said, well, you know, if this is Richard from, you know, I think he was saying it was from the 1920s, if this is Richard who is controlling the board, he wouldn't know about Zozo. And I was like, well, he probably does. Because if, be you, if you become a little bit more knowing... Or maybe all knowing mm-hmm. when you pass on, then why wouldn't you know? And why wouldn't you use it if he was already messing with us, already playing jokes on us and telling us that he wanted cake and everything? Why wouldn't he go a little bit they further? They definitely like to joke, so that's true. So we only have about four minutes left, and I want to get to Moniz's experience as to why I probably won't eat peaches for a while. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, but before we do that, I mentioned you know I've only recently begun using the boards, and, and you mentioned bad experiences. <laughs> One of those was at the Haunted Victorian in Gardner, Massachusetts. Next week, our guest will be Joni Mahan. She's written a new book called Bones in the Basement that deals with the haunted history of that Victorian mansion. So we will have her on next week uh, to discuss all of that. But Moniz, in the basement, (laughs) tell everybody what was going on. Uh, While I was down there, I had heard about maybe three or four little uh, objects moving around the room. Paul from Candlelight was standing next to me, and he got basically hit in the leg with one of these objects that then ricocheted off of a uh, spare door that was laid up against the wall, and it rolled in behind us. turned out to be an old peach pit, and uh, through course of looking around the rest of the basement, there were several others of them scattered about the basement. Obviously, there was a peach tree outside, and... You know, rodents had brought them in to eat them, and they were scattered about the floor. But uh, on several occasions, these things did go rocketing across the room. Yeah, they told me that story, and I was like, well, maybe somebody stepped on it, and it shot out of their foot. Could be. And, or, you know, something like that. So then we're over there, and I forget what we were doing exactly. We were just standing there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one flew at me. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, nobody's over in that corner <laughs> who have stepped on one and shoot it at me. Exactly. So it's, it's it's a lot like that Ghost Adventures brick, you know, where it was mm-hmm. just something that was laying there for the spirit to kind of move. It's probably a lot easier to move a peach pit than it is a, a brick. But right after that happened, we're all standing right there. Yep. And uh, directly off to the side of where it came from. The shadow heard, in the grid? No, no. That was on the other side yeah. of the wall behind us. But immediately we heard 
a female laughing yeah. in the room with us, not coming through the floor awesome. upstairs. We heard somebody yeah. in the room with us laughing. So uh, whoever it was, you know, they knew that they were playing tricks on us. And, and yeah, you, but mentioning the laser grid, we did have all kinds of shadow experiences, shadow movement. Uh, at various points, we were all standing there watching shadows fully form and walk across the walls and uh and we had all those emf fluctuations with mm-hmm. the uh with the k2 meters where it was very localized and it would it was very intense too and that was the first group that we were down there in the basement with right off the bat yeah. so uh, it just seemed like a, a phenomenal place if you've never been it's worth the drive it took us about two hours to get up there it's worth checking out Again, this was the first big event that they've had there, but they have let other paranormal groups in. If you do decide that you want to go up there and investigate it, if you have a group that you would like to go up there, contact them. Let them know that you're willing to make a donation because, trust me, it's going to be worth every penny. And we want to thank everybody that came out. Now, I think Jeff and I are debating a little bit on the final numbers here, but I believe that we are up over $21,000 raised. Wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, we've already raised more with Legend Trips than, than I make in a year. So, <laughs> well, let's keep it going. Absolutely. So we'll, we will continue doing that. Again, August 30th is our next one. Go to legendtrips.com to find out more about that. So until next week, for Matt Moniz, for Matt Costa, for Stephanie Burke, I'm Tim Weisberg. We want you all to stay spooktacular.